The animals, the animals Trap, trap, trap till the cages fall The cages fall, the day is new And everyone is waiting, waiting on you And you've got time Welcome to the first episode of Orange is the New Black. It's your boy Ace Boogie. I'm here with my co-host Zim Hude. Zim, tell the people what's going on. Nothing much, man. Just excited. We, we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season. Um, we're filming this like on a, on a Sunday right before preseason week number four. So if you guys um, are paying attention, um, we got a lot of things going on and the roster is now developing. And basically, like Zim touched on, right now, um, the roster is developing. And with this episode, we kind of wanted to kick things off with our prediction of the 53-man roster. Um, So getting into that, uh, from my side of things, uh, Zim, do you want me to go through every single position and say who I have, or how do you want me to do it? Yeah, let's let's just go start from start from the top. Go quarterback, running back, uh, wide receiver, tight end. We're gonna go through the line and then we'll go to the defense. Let's start out from quarterback. What do you got on your fifty three? Right now at quarterback, um, it was tough for me to keep my guy Jake Delaga off of this, but for right now, I've got Andy Dalton and Ryan Finley. Jeff Driscoll didn't even play last game. Um, He's switching positions, so for me, that spells that he's not a lot to make this roster. Uh, I'm keeping two running. I mean, two quarterbacks. Excuse me. There. Where do you have uh, the quarterback uh, room looking like, Zim? Um, I got I got Dalton and um, Finley, and then Jake Delagala um, as the uh, practice squad. He's a typical, uh, typical, prototypical uh, practice squad candidate. So uh, Jake is going to go to practice squad. Driscoll, I think he's going to absolutely just be cut, and I don't see them retain him at all. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I think Jake is definitely a candidate, a strong candidate for the practice squad. It's going to be interesting because with this last game, he's expected to play a lot. So I hope like another team doesn't end up stealing him away from us or signing him off of our practice squad. Uh, but the next position is pretty easy for me, pretty straightforward. The running back position, I have them keeping four. Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, Rodney Anderson, uh, Trevion Williams. What about you, Zim? Same. You got, um, and then we'll take um, on the practice squad, we're going to go with um, my guy, uh, God damn it. <laughs> I don't have my nose in front of me, but uh, what's, uh, what's the quarterback uh, turn right away? Quentin Flowers. Quentin Flowers. Quentin Flowers. And maybe Ellis is the thing to look at. I don't know uh, which one of those guys will make the practice squad or if. Sometimes the logistics on it, I don't know if some of these guys are not even that, uh, practice squad eligible anymore. So Flowers and Ellis is very interesting to me. Um, but I, I would love to get Quentin Flowers on the uh, practice squad. Ellis is a good size back, um, has no uh, agility that I think translates to the NFL. But um, he, he's going to get a lot of touches in this uh, game coming up, so he could probably get picked up off of waivers from somebody. Yep, yep. Um, so after that, let's stick with the skill positions. And I'm going to go to the tight end position. This one for me was pretty straightforward. I have it as CJ Uzoma, Tyler Eifert, and Drew Samples. And how do you see that tight end room uh, shaping up? Same thing with me. I got, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Eifert, Sample. I'm sorry, Uzoma, number one, Eifert, and Sample. 
and then practice squad we're gonna go with Mason Shrek again okay I um, like that but, but, you, but you know what's so crazy though Jordan Franks though is the most athletic out of all of them so I don't know if this is a Jordan Franks versus Mason Shrek game coming up in uh, in uh, preseason week four but the crazy thing is like you said if these guys perform I honestly I see no way for Mason I mean I'm sorry for Jordan Franks not getting picked up off a of waiver. It's, it's so many teams that could use the athletic tight end like that. Right. And then Mason Shrek, though, I do see him uh, easily going to practice wide because he's like a, he's in the Bengals farm system, so they're just building him up. He had a big play in uh, preseason week uh, three as well. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, switching, keeping it with the patch catchers, I'm going to move on to wide receiver. Uh, obviously, I think Damian Willis is a lock. I mean, today it was saying that he's going to start in place of A.J. Green for Seattle. I've also got Josh Malone. I've got A.J. Green, of course, um, who has the count, I believe, against the roster initially if they keep him on. Uh, John Ross, obviously. Uh, Auden Tate, I think, is also a lock. Tyler Boyd is obviously a lock. And I have Alex Erickson. Uh, Zim, does your wide receiver room look any different over there? It looks very similar to that. Cody Core, where do you have him? I have Cody Core as a cut. And see, that's the problem I think I got where yours seems very simple. From a fan's perspective, neither one of us want Cody Core, and not too many people care too much about Josh Malone. Everybody knows Damian Willis is now taking that spot. Auden Tate, the only reason that makes me feel like Auden Tate is a lot is because when he just barely banged up his knee, it was a statement that came out. I want to say it was Zach Taylor, but he said, yeah, precautionary. We, we're trying to keep him, you know, keep him fresh. He wouldn't say something like that if he wasn't going to be on the 53-man roster. Right. But Cody Core is such a special team. Uh, I wouldn't even call him an ace, but he's, he's so heavily relied on from a special teams perspective. I have a hard time just seeing them cut him, but I guess I'm just living in the old Bengals um, regime and, I, and I'm not thinking about currently right now. He came out today and said Damian Willis is starting as the number one over AJ Green, which is a strong, strong statement because he's pretty much telling you, I don't care what you guys have done before. If your talent is there and you've shown out, then we're going to play you and you earn your spot. And with that said, that would mean Cody Core would be cut. But to me, it's Cody Core versus Auden Tate for that last spot. And it's really, really, it's really, really tough. Um, really, really tough. Because Willis would have been on that last spot range, I guess. Um, but once they said that he got out, um, I mean, he's the number one. It's now Willis. Right. Another a, a guy that I really, really would love to see, too. Because, hold on, do you have them carrying seven or eight? I have them carrying seven. So if you were, if you so were to. you carry eight, you would go with Stanley Morgan as well. Or you will put him up against uh, Core. I think if it came down between uh, going eight or seven, I think I would side with the Cody Core on on the eight, just because, like you said, he has that special teams contribution and the in the value that he brings there. I think that he would have the slight edge, and I know Stanley Morgan um, had an injury that kept him out last week. Uh, so that kind of, in a sense, hurt his stock a little bit. So I think that that would give him the edge, or that would give Core the edge over him if that were the case. Agreed. Okay, so let's see. So just to get, so you're you're going to keep eight at the wide receiver position? I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with Cody Core. I 
think they're going to go seven only because later on in the roster from the offensive line standpoint, right. I think they got to keep a, a, a extra guy, and that's going to not allow them to keep eight. And then also, it's just not enough balls to go around. The only reason why I can see them keeping eight is from a special teams perspective, but I think the linebackers are going to dictate those extra special team spots. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, good segue into the lineman, uh, the lineman talk. So I have them, this one was tough for me, right? Because there's been rumors that they could possibly keep Jonah on the 53 and then put him on the IR with the designation to come back. Um, Initially, I had Jonah making it, but after going through the full process, I actually have Jonah being put on IR before the season. So I don't have Jonah making my 53. I've got Cordy Glenn, Andre Smith, uh, Michael Jordan, who was announced as the starter today, uh, John Jerry. I went back and forth on Christian Westerman. I'm part of the Westerman Hive, but I wonder, I really wondered what his semi-retirement, quote-unquote, uh, claim was going to do to his roster spot, but I have him making it. Uh, Trey Hopkins, I have making it. Billy Price, I have making it. John Miller, I have making it. And I'm ending with Bobby Hart. I just don't think the Dugas kid did enough for us to keep him around. Zim, what are your thoughts on the offensive line? So, hold on. You think that Bobby Hart is the cut? No, 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 no. Bobby Hart is the last guy that I have. I think that Dugas gets cut, and there's a couple other guys that get cut. Um, But for right now, I have Cordy Glenn, Andre Smith, Michael Jordan, John Jerry, Christian Westerman, Trey Hopkins, Billy Price, John Miller, and Bobby Hart. Yeah, I, I got the same. Westerman, I think because of his early retirement scare or whatever, he'll be a, I don't See, this is the thing, though. I don't know how that stuff goes with the practice squad. Some of these guys that have been on an active roster, you can't just get them on the practice squad. Right. So if I knew that part of it, then I'd probably say what I think about Westerman because he does play a part. But yeah, that, that, those are the guys. So what is that, eight that you're carrying? That's nine that I have right there, which I think that that's pretty solid. And, and see, the reason, in the nine right there, and then when we get to the linebackers, the reason why I, there's no way that they can carry eight wide receivers. Right. Right, exactly. And then, like, for me, if they were to keep a 10th offensive lineman, it's Jonah Williams. It's, it's nobody else in my eyes. I feel like if you keep that 10th lineman, it has to be Jonah Williams with the designation for him to return. But I just feel like, like you've mentioned with other positions, I don't know if they can afford to carry him at least past this um, to make that possible. So if I'm not mistaken, that wraps up our offensive side of the ball. Uh, Now we shift to defense. And I'm going to start on the defensive line. I've got them keeping Carlos Dunlap. I've got Jordan Willis making it. I've got Kerry Wynn making it. Andrew Billings, Rennell Wren, Geno Atkins, Ryan Glasgow, uh, Sam Hubbard, Carl Lawson, and Andrew Brown. Zim, what do you have anything different or is it the same? The only difference that I believe I have, let me take a look at my notes here. The only dif- the only difference that I have is the Rennell Wren one. Gotcha. I think wrote down a note. So I got Andrew, I mean, Andrew Brown, Carl Lawson, they're going to treat him like a defensive end, Sam Hubbard, and they're going to go Carlos Dunlap, Jordan Willis, um, Kerry Wynn. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six right there. 
they're going to go with Billings, Glassons. That's eight. How many did you have? That's ten defensive linemen that I have making it. So six defensive ends, so four Rand, four Rand defensive tackles. What was your ten? Uh. Oh, let me hear you. Let me hear your ten again. So it's Carlos Dunlap, Jordan Willis, Kerry Wynn, Sam Hubbard, Carl Lawson, Andrew Brown, Geno Atkins, Andrew Billings, Ryan Glasgow, and Rennell Wren. Yeah, the the only one that I have that may not make it, I think, is Rennell Wren. Aside from that, yeah, uh, the guy Emmanuel Turner is going to get cut. Um, you're going to see a lot of him in week four, but other than that, that yeah, that's it. See, I, I thought about uh, the guy that we got from Dallas last year. Um, but he got, yeah, I really liked him, but the fact that he got that injury, I think it was an ankle injury or something like that, I think is what's, is what's really going to hold him off of this roster. I really liked what Ringo did at the end of the season last year and a little bit of what he showed at the beginning of, uh, preseason, but then he got that injury. So that for me was a reason to hold him off. I went with Rennell Wren just because. It seems like they really like him a lot. They've given him a lot of snaps in the preseason. And he's more of a project player. So I don't think that they're expecting much out of him now. But I wonder if you were to put him on a practice squad, if another team, say, for instance, Seattle, who, you know, we're playing week one, that might want to get a leg up on understanding our defense or our offense or something like that and they're also thin at the defensive tackle position with injuries that they currently have he could be a guy or a team like that could come in and take him so i think the fact that he has that rare size will be one of the reasons that they keep him but i do agree with you if they were to cut somebody among this list i think it would be Rennell wren i i, I really think uh, I, it wouldn't probably surprise a lot of people but when, in the preseason reps that I've seen, and I even watched the, um, a guy, I want to say it was our, our guy, John Sheeran. It might have been somebody else I've seen. They showed his reps. He is so raw. He reminded me of Marcus Hunt when he came out of college. It's almost like he looks like he's so new to playing football right. that I can't imagine him being on a, on, a, on a roster, like on a, on a 53-man roster with the needs that we have from the linebacker position. I really, really, truly strongly believe Duke Tobin said there's a guy, a lot of guys that they're looking at that they're waiting for to get cut coming up. Right. I really think that they're going to reserve that spot, and I don't think we're gonna, I think that's going to be the one thing I'm going to probably go there. I, I don't think he's going to make it, but the, okay. the sad part, the sad part about it is that the upside on him is so heavy that I can't see any teams like I, I can't see him passing through waivers. Right. If they play that game, then somebody will pick him up. Somebody that has a roster that's a little bit more cemented in doesn't have to have you know all hands on deck type of roster like a playoff you know brink of playoff type of guy that somebody that can coach him up. Right. That's the type of uh, team that could probably pick them up. I hate to say, like, there's a couple of our rivals I think could really, really, really coach up a Renell Ray. I can really see Renell Ray, like, really striving with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know why that always pops up in my head. Right. But he's, like, the prototypical guy for them. Right. But but I just think that the Bengals, if they're really thinking that they're going to win now, he's such a project that I can't imagine them keeping him on the 53. Right, right, got you. Okay, well, with that being said, I think that this is going to be 
these next two positions I think are going to be the hardest the hardest uh ones to gauge and you kind of spoke on it a little bit um linebacker um so I've got Nick Vigil I've got Deshaun Davis I've got Preston Brown I've got Hardy Nickerson Jr I've got Jordan Evans and I'm ending with Jermaine Pratt what are your thoughts on the linebacker room? So obviously, from from my perspective, I think the door, the opportunity is over for Malik Jefferson. Yeah, it, I think I think the writing's on the wall. I I don't even think I don't even think he he wouldn't make it to a practice squad because a team like I hate to say this, a team like the Steelers that can just utilize him as just a pass rusher, someone that plays that type of football in a three four type system would absolutely love a Malik Jefferson. Um, so if they cut him, I, I just think that's the end of the line for him, really. Because like you said, we got Jermaine Pratt, Jordan Evans, Nick Vigil, Deshaun Davis. They're also going to cut, uh, what's the guy, Curtis Aikens. Right. Uh-huh. Who am I missing? One, two. Curtis Aikens. Uh, our linebackers are honestly so trash, I can't even think of, of anybody else. Yeah, I was about to say. Ev- All right, so look, Evans, Pratt. Vigil, Davis. Hardy. I can't believe I'm saying Hardy Nickerson. Preston Brown and Hardy Nickerson. And you know what's so sad about it? They don't even need to keep those six because they should be going to go get – they should have attacked free agency and got the linebacker that they needed for one. That's the first thing. I'll take that to the definite. There's so many guys that we're not going to go over right now that they could have got. But it's – like this is this is my rationale and this is my thought process. If uh, a position like we're talking about, Rennell Wren, right, defensive line, his upside is so much higher that you might have to cut a guy just to take on a Deshaun Davis or somebody just because you need somebody to play special teams or you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like you're going to have to keep a linebacker like a Jordan Evans who isn't really that good to cut someone with way more upside from the wide receiver position or the defensive line position. And that's the sad part about our linebacker core. They should really they they really should just roll with four. And let the other two just either go to practice squad or whatever. I think Hardy Nickerson Hardy Nickerson started too many games to hit the practice squad. Right. But the but Nickerson, Deshaun Davis and um Jefferson could roll to me. Like I I wouldn't feel any type of way if those guys were because there's so many veterans that they could probably just go pick up, make a trade for. You could give up a six-round pick for a, it's a bunch of veterans out there that want to get traded free agency-wise. There are a couple guys still out there, too. You got box safeties like C.J. Ward that can play in a linebacker um, position or whatever. Like, uh, or even, um, what's the, Eric Berry. You could, right. you could put him in a box, you know what I'm saying? Right. So to take away from that that upside from those guys to just play a guy just because you need linebackers to fill up a roster is like the biggest tragedy of this of this whole Bengals team. Well, one thing, one thing that I think was said that gives me somewhat a little bit of hope is on the Hobson's choice. Um, Jeff Hobson mentioned that they are interested in trading for a linebacker. Um, so hopefully, he said like if they do go after one, they probably won't sign one unless it's one that's cut or um, they'll attempt to trade for one. Now, there was, not to digress too much, but there was an article about uh, Miami shopping Raekwon, uh, the linebacker Raekwon, I can't remember his last name, came from Ohio State. 
Um, they just literally just drafted this kid like two years ago, and they're also shopping Kiko Alonso. So it's possible that they could be in the market for a trade as well there. But moving to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's I not under the type of guy to me to me. Like Preston Brown is Kiko Alonso. Like you need coverage. I understand. I I totally I understand. Know. But if I'd it's take a just... if it's between Hardy Nickerson and Kiko Alonso, I gotta go with Kiko. Here, but I agree with you. I think the Bengals' weakness—you made a great point there—is a coverage linebacker. That's what we need. I don't. I don't think. And, and, and it doesn't have to be. This is the thing. Like, uh, if you go look at the best Seattle uh, defenses of the, you know, like with the Earl Thomas and the Legion of Boom and everything like that, they had so many safeties that can convert go into linebacker. Even, even currently right now, the Patriots let Patrick Chung roam. Like, they, there's so many guys that play like that shit that linebacker role. What you saw in the preseason or whatever is what you can't do from a safety position is have Sean Williams go one on one with a tight end. But in the zones, right. in the zone coverage or something like that, right. and then you got a free Roman box safety or whatever, it works. Right. And I just don't know why they don't get out of this mode of like trying to get these prototypical, outdated linebackers to like fill in the roster. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, I totally agree. Um, so moving moving from the linebacker position to the secondary, uh, I've got them. It looks like I have them keeping nine. It looks like. So this was a tough one for me as well, given that there were a lot of injuries and ups and downs at the position. Um, but I've got it as Drake Kirkpatrick, Darquez Denard, Sean Williams, Clayton Fedulum, uh, Jesse Bates, Brandon Wilson, William Jackson III, B.W. Webb, and Darius Phillips. Zim, what do you think about the secondary, or who do you have there? Hey, I got nine. I got Tony McRae. Devon, uh, Devontae Harris, Kavari Russell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Scratch that. Murray, uh, McRae is gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, McRae. All right, all right. But you know what's so crazy? He's got he built up so much equity with the team. You know, every time I see McRae, I think about that playoff game. You know that he was the guy that was right there when uh, when perfect uh, hit Antonio Brown. I right. always think about McRae right there. He was right there. Right. That's how decimated we were at secondary. Okay, Devontae Harris, Kavari Russell, Darquez Denard, Drake Kirkpatrick, William Jackson, BWL, Darius Phillips. Okay, who you got at safety? Safety, Brandon Wilson, Jesse Bates, Trayvon Henderson goes to the practice squad, uh, Clayton Fezulum, Sean Williams. Okay. So that's nine, right? Yep, that's nine. I really yeah, like the guys on the ins- on the outside looking in are Demetrius Cox and Trayvon Henderson, and from a cornerback spot, they're going to probably have to cut Tony Lippett, Jordan Brown, then his practice uh, practice squad. There's a guy, Anthony Chesley. I'm really going to be checking him out um, in preseason four because I heard a lot of good things from him and I saw some good reps from him as well. But those gotcha. are the guys. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man, I'm. I'm praying and hoping that Kavari Russell makes this roster because I really like him as uh, a, a depth pick at corner. Um, special teams, no surprises here. Kevin Huber, Randy Bullock, and Clark Harris. Um, I'm imagining same. that you had the same. So same. so right now it seems like we both have pretty similar um, outlooks on the final 53. 
Obviously, this isn't set in stone because we have to wait until um, trades that could possibly happen, you know, cuts of specific veterans. There's a lot of things that can change between now until we kick off in Seattle. So, Zen, with that being said, was there anything that you wanted to um, bring up before we get out of here? No, I just want everybody to attention. I guess, the week for preseason. Um, there's going to be a lot of guys to kind of check out for because there are some practice squad spots that everybody's going to be looking for. But the biggest thing to me, like you said earlier, is at linebacker, they are going to have to make a move on somebody. Right. The other thing I'll be looking for is, is, is two pages that have been rumored to say this, but they are now looking at a trade for A.J. Green. I've seen that two times right now from two different sources. One tr- one source I don't really trust, but the other one I do trust. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Other than that, that is something to, to be on the lookout for because if you look at the emergence of Damian Willis, you look at what they think that they got from John Ross, you got the emergence of Tyler Boyd. If you could make a trade for A.J. Green for a top-tier um, lineman or something like that, would you make it? The the Texans and the Redskins have been saying that they're on record that they're looking for a wide receiver and they want a first, you know, like a first round talent. Right. That's just something to think about. Me, me personally, you already know how I feel about this. I'm not trading AJ Green, man. Like unless unless we're really committed to a full reboot and we don't want to win anymore, I'm keeping AJ Green around as long as possible. Um, but that's just me. Like from what I've heard, I know Hobbs in that same thing said that they're not looking into trading him. They really want to extend him. But I mean, teams tend to hide things like that. That could change really quick though. Say the Bengals, like let's say worst case scenario, say the Bengals go 0-4 and then AJ Green comes out healthy, like looks healthy. Like you got to be thinking about the future at that point, right? Right. And if a team is willing, let's say Trent Williams is still sitting right there. You know that Billy Price is now officially not what you thought he was. You know that the line might be a problem next year. Let's say you get to a really bad start. AJ Green doesn't make as much sense. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, to me, I just, being that we just spent the first round pick on Jonah Williams, and not knowing what we have there, I couldn't I couldn't trade AJ Green at that point. I could trade Andy Dalton. Now if we went 0 and 4, I just don't feel like Cordy Green is going to be healthy enough. I feel like right. Dalton. If you look around the league, I just did a fantasy draft earlier today. I mean, on the board were so many quarterbacks, and I'm looking at Andy Dalton, and he not even been a, a Dalton fan. He is so much better than the second tier of quarterbacks in the right. NFL. Right. And it's just so crazy that as Bengal fans, we don't really like him because we know what happens is if you don't have the talent that we have, that he, he does drop down to that whole tier with Josh Allen and all those guys like that. I feel like Matthew Stafford, uh, Matt Ryan, and Andy Dalton are all three the same guy, you know? Right. And to get rid of that guy... You know, it's hard to find that guy. I I agree, but I would it's think... It's hard to find that guy. For like, me, would you take the risk? See, the, like, when Billy Price thing happens and he, he's now not the starter, right? Right. Now, immediately I went back and I went back to all of my notes and immediately my guy James hit me and said, yep, 
we told you guys you should have got Lamar Jackson. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just crazy. But it's like to take that chance. Franchises get set back for years if you make that mistake. So it's easy for a fan to say, "Yeah, let's get rid of Andy Dalton." And I and I'm the first one. I'm with you. Trade Andy Dalton. Right. But it's so hard to find Andy Dalton when I'm but, looking at these right. guys. Right. Like, I, I, I mean, like, say Jimmy G or somebody like that goes out there and just thinks it up this year. Right. You're going to be looking at a new quarterback. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that fast. No, I, I, I agree that, that Andy Dalton definitely has value. But I play the side of look how valuable he is. Like, you could get some really decent draft picks for Andy Dalton. You could get, a, like, you could dangle Andy Dalton out in front of the Indianapolis Colts right now and probably hit a home run in terms of the value that you could get for him. But what my concern is, is I think that Zach Taylor, if it gets to the point where it's not working, he's going to have to get his guy. Um, I'm not going to be here and, and sit here and be the A.J. McCarron type of guy and say that Ryan Finley, it can be that guy. But I think that if you go 0-4, you trade Andy Dalton, you get your picks to possibly move up to get your quote-unquote guy. I think that Ryan Finley is a... I think you could at least get... I think at the most you could get a late first round pick for him and like no, a third. I think I think I you think can. So. You don't, I think, don't so? think so? It would have to be like I don't even know that team. Like what is that team? It would have to be a team on the brink of like who is somebody that we think all right, so say somebody that uh is playoff uh bound, right? Like the Browns. You know that uh say Baker Mayfield went down. You know good and well. It has to be a team that's playoff down and a team that has a lot of pressure on them at the same time. You don't. You don't think. You don't think the Indianapolis Colts would trade for for Andy Dalton? They don't have. They don't have pressure on them to make the playoffs. So now that Andy, uh, 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 um, I'm sorry, uh, Luck is now retired, right? Right. Their fan base is now sitting back and saying, "Hey, let's tank for two. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it has to be a unique team that like. A team on the verge of the playoffs. Like, think about the Sam Bradford trade. It's got to be a team that's on the t- on that has a playoff roster that's on the brink of the playoffs, and then their quarterback goes down. Right. And, and it can't. And, and, play, and the Patriots will be excluded from that. You know that we wouldn't trade with the Browns. So, because think about who's got the most pressure on them. The Browns have the more pressure than any NFL team. They would, without a doubt, trade for Andy Dalton. But Mike Brown would never trade with them. All right, so who else you got? You know that the Steelers are one of those teams that got a little bit of pressure on them, on Mike Tomlin. They would never trade with them. I mean, like, name somebody. I mean, uh, maybe the Texans, somebody like that. Uh, I can't. I can't see those teams only because they just – Drafted a first round quarterback. So when you talk about the Texans, Browns, no, I can't. I'm saying, I'm saying like watch somebody goes down, like Watson goes down. So so like, here's here's a perfect scenario I think for somebody that would trade for Andy Dalton that's in a difficult space right now. The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys yeah. would trade for Andy Dalton because number one, yeah. they don't want to pay uh, Dak Prescott thirty million. You can get a, a Texas guy. He's from Texas, works. exactly. Yep. Exactly. So I think the Dallas Cowboys would be a team that you would try to dangle Dalton out there for. I'm not sure exactly what you would get back from, but I think that they would be an ideal team that you could go after. 
see if, if the Redskins had a better roster, I would say that they would be a perfect team because Gruden would love to have Dalton. That would be somebody perfect that I kept on looking at throughout the all season or whatever. I, I definitely I agree with you there. I was looking at but them it, too. But it, but, it, but the roster doesn't match up. Like, see, if the teams don't have pressure on them to succeed, like the Colts don't. Like right now, they're 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 like, well, we need the next Andrew Luck. They're just they're hoping they go zero and sixteen and they go draft two or right, you know, or, right. or Herbert or one of those guys like that. They don't they don't have a desire to win. It's got to be a team early in the season. That has so look at this formula. This is why it doesn't happen. It could happen next, like in going to the offseason next year when Andy Dalton's in the last year of his contract, right. where where I think it makes way more sense. Right. It's got to be a team that has a playoff roster, and then their their quarterback goes down because in the oh I I, I got one for you right now. The, the only scenario that Dalton could go and get traded this year is if the Bengals start off zero and three, zero and four, and and Dalton looks decent and he's not hurt. Look, think about all these variables. He's got they got to go zero and three, zero and four, something like that. He doesn't get hurt, and right. then a team like that's playoff bound, like the Vikings or something like, like that, that goes down with their starting quarterback. I like, think it's, it's, I think it's a so team much that would have to happen. I think a team like that would be. It would be weird, but I think a team like that that it could happen to would be like a Carolina Panthers. Um, I think I will Greer. Uh, I don't. I'm. I don't know if I could say Will Greer is is gonna. I mean, you don't draft a guy that early and then just say forget him. They they're not even counting on Cam Newton to even start week one. I don't. I just don't see the pressure there. Well, I think that they. I think that they were initially until like he got hurt. Chiefs. Bro, like, listen to me. It's got to be a team. In order for you to get a late first, it's got to be like the Chiefs. I think. It's gotta, I think it's one be like team. Like that. One team that I've been thinking of, and it depends on when this quarterback falls off the cliff. The L.A. Chargers. I think if Philip yeah. Rivers, I think when Philip Rivers' time is up, they're gonna need somebody to be that quarterback because they got the talent out there. You talk about talent, Joey Bosa's, the Derwin James. Uh, we we have to wait Derwin and see James if if you Melvin Gordon, yeah, Derwin's out for like half the season or something like that, something yeah, crazy. Yeah. But I think a team like that that's like looking for the quarterback of the future might roll the dice on him because I think if correct me if I'm wrong, I think Philip Rivers is playing out this last season of his contract, right? I think so. Yeah. So like, if Philip Rivers was to just be like, all right, I'm retiring, you know, I don't see. I'm gonna pull a Carson Palmer, and I feel like it's not it's not getting there. That would be a team I think that we could could trade Andy Dalton to. But I think I'm just I'm not saying that I we should Zach straight Taylor's up trade so him. Much invested in in Dalton. Zach Taylor got so much invested in him for this for this current season. Right. I just don't see any scenario where they're about to trade him. The only scenario that Dalton gets traded is if this season is anything under seven and nine. Seven or nine or lower. Right. Then he goes into the last uh, year of his contract, and then you got Finley battling somebody. Right. Uh, uh, you know, but then think about this: if, uh, you end up, if you end up six and ten, seven and nine, you can't even get the quarterbacks that we want. But you know, like the quarterbacks uh, that we want, you I need think. to end up. You need to. You only need to win three or four games to get a Tua, a Herbert, or any of those guys that are at the top. I just think, from for me personally. I think that they would trade Dalton, which I don't think is likely, but I think that they would trade Dalton before they would trade Green because I tend to feel like the gap between Andy Dalton 
and maybe a Ryan Finley or, you know, whatever draft pick that they're going to pull in, I think is greater when you look at A.J. Green. Even though Damian Willis has played a hell of a preseason, I can't say that he's A.J. Green. We still don't know what we have in John Ross yet. Um, Tyler Boyd, I think we know that he's a solid receiver. But even Tyler Boyd himself isn't A.J. Green because – it's just I don't know. I have to see what this team but, looks but like without him. And I and I agree with you a hundred percent. But the only caveat to that is is that it's a steep, quick, downhill run for wide receivers over thirty years old. It happens very very fast. I did a fantasy draft today, and I was just surprised at how low uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson. Right. I mean, I'm not surprised, but. Right. You know, like once you go over that thirty yard, I mean thirty year old clip, and those are guys that are that are still that can still ball. Right. There are so many guys that do not get past 32, 33 right. from a wide receiver position. Right, it's, it's startling how fast it happens. Right, but at the end, well, on that note, guys, uh, we're going to end the show. Whatever, I want you guys to keep on checking with us. Hey, Ace, tell them where they can find you at on social media. You can find me at New Stripe City um, on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on uh, YouTube under the channel New Stripe City. Zim, where All can right. they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's just Zim Hude, Z I M Hude, and then on Instagram is Zim underscore Hude. All right, guys, you take it easy. Who day? Who day?